Good day everyone. Today on Live with Ellie we have someone who owns a comedy club and has worked with many famous people such as Bob Saget, Dave Collier, Gary Shandling and many many more. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Scott Edwards. Hey, thanks, Ellie. I sure appreciate that wonderful introduction. And yes, I'm Scott Edwards. Yay! That's right. I'm the creator of the podcast, stand-up comedy host and MC, and I'm here on this podcast to share some great information about stand-up comedy in my past. Uh, so thanks. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. How are you doing, Scott? It's such an honor having you here. Oh, no, it's an honor to be on your show. And I got to tell you, uh, there's so much going on in the world of comedy. I kind of hail from the past of comedy, but I'm sure that we can uh, share some fun stories and information with your audience. Uh, what can I help you with? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Scott. <laughs> well, that story's been told a lot of times, but uh, I appreciate you asking, Ellie. I got started back in uh, 1979. Yes, I'm an old guy. And uh, I was selling life insurance and not really enjoying it. And I dropped into uh, the satellite club of the Comedy Store by UCLA. It's in Westwood down in Southern California. And I went by with my then-girlfriend, soon-to-be wife, soon-to-be ex-wife, and we got a chance to see Dave Coulier, Sandra Bernhardt, George Wallace, and uh, several other comics. And I was just blown away. I'd never seen stand-up comedy live. And I was so excited, I stayed after the show and talked to the comics and kind of picked their brains about the industry. On the drive home from uh, L.A. back to Sacramento, where I live, I just was going full bore on what I could do to open my own comedy club. And in August of 1980, I was able to do that. I opened uh, only the 12th full-time comedy club in the entire United States. This was before the big kind of rock and roll wave of stand-up comedy. Um, and uh, the rest is history. I owned a chain of comedy clubs, three clubs, for over 21 years and got a chance to work with some of the best. Uh, Gary Shandling, uh, Bob Saget, Dave Coulier, by the way, that night hooked me up with uh, uh, Saget, who hooked, you know introduced me to Dave, Gary Shandling, and it went on and on. And all these guys helped create one of the best comedy clubs in the country. But uh, hope that wasn't too boring, but uh, thanks for asking. What was it like working along comedy greats like Bob Saget, Dave Coulier, Gary Shandling, and many, many more. Let us know. <laughs> it was great working with those guys. Now, you got to remember, this was before they were famous, but Bob Saget was always a great supporter of what I was doing. He helped direct and star in a couple early TV commercials that I did. Uh, Dave Coulier was at my bachelor party. Uh, we got to be real good friends. Gary Shandling was one of our regular acts, and this was before... Uh, his Gary Shandling show and the Larry Sanders show uh, and before he was really famous. In fact, when I did open my club in August of 1980, the very first opening act making $100 for the week was Gary Shandling. It was his first out-of-town gig from his hometown of Phoenix, Arizona, and he uh, 
soon became a headliner and worked my club many, many times. But I'm proud to say the very first act to ever hit my comedy stage was Gary Shandling. And these guys were all great and helped me build a terrific comedy legacy. Tell us a funny story or stories that happened while working in the comedy club. <laughs> Thanks for asking, Ellie. Uh, yeah, there's lots of great stories about owning a chain of comedy clubs. I mean, uh, a lot of these people, uh, who, of course, weren't famous at the time. Paula Poundstone had just come out from Boston. She was really not that funny, but she had such a unique character, and I liked her so much. She was the only act in the history of my club that I let work multiple weeks in a row, and she got an opportunity to hone and create her act, and she was helped out a lot by uh, Gary Shandling. And uh, Paula went on to be a very famous comedian, but it all started as, a, as an opening act uh, back in the early 80s. Uh, we also had a bomb scare at the club once where somebody had uh, called one of the clubs I own and threatened to blow it up, and the uh, manager of the club had to call me and was on stage. It was a bizarre moment. Uh, of course, the club did not blow up, but it was uh, kind of a tense moment as a club owner. And uh, by the way, we did decide not to even let the audience know that was happening, which was maybe risky at the time. But as a business owner, you have to take those chances. And uh, we had also uh, a situation where Robin Williams was doing a concert nearby and after his concert, he came by, dropped in on the show, jumped on stage, and did about an hour set with the comics um, and the and an audience. And it was amazing to see Robin work live on my stage. In fact, that happened two times. Uh, we also had Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong fame. And when he pulled out his electric guitar and did his famous song, Earache My Eye, live on stage, it was uh, just so exciting uh, as a big fan of Cheech and Chong. Uh, so, I mean, that's just a, a touch of the stories, but uh, it was really an exciting time, and I appreciate the opportunity to share some of this with your audience. Has there ever been a time where some comedian did a show where people didn't like him or her, and how did you resolve the issue? Well, that's a good question, and I haven't been asked that before. Uh, yeah, there's been a couple times. I mean, a lot of comics... All comics bomb from one time or another, but usually the audience is fairly supportive and understands that uh, not everybody can be 100% all the time. But there was really only two times that comics were so disrespectful or unfunny that I actually fired in midweek. Uh, one was a, a comic by the name of Bill Kirkenbauer, and uh, he was you know, supposed to be a pretty good comic, got a little TV exposure. But boy, he was just bombing show after show. And finally, I just, I was paying him a lot of money as a headliner. I just said, hey, this isn't working. It's, you're not fitting my audience. I did it as politely as I could. I paid him for the time he did in one extra set. And I sent him home midweek. The other uh, is a name you may recognize, uh, political comedian Bill Maher. Yeah, the famous guy. He's got his own TV show. He's been on all kinds of television. Very successful, uh, rich beyond means. Uh, certainly uh, outdid uh, me in in success. But he worked for me, and he was about halfway through the week, and he was a really politically oriented comic, and was talking about 
com he was trying to do comedy, but he's very topical and he was throwing out names of politicians in DC and talking about laws and the audience just had no clue what he was talking about. In other words, he was talking right over their heads and they were not responding the way he wanted. And he actually stopped in the middle of his set and said, you know, you people here in Sacramento are just stupid. And he walked off the stage. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was shocked as the producer of the show. So I had a short word with him about how, hey, he was paid to entertain the audience. The audience isn't there for him. And I fired his ass on the spot, and I did not pay him, and I sent his butt home. Now, of course, Bill Maher went on to fame and fortune. But that was when you disrespect the audience like that, you have no right to be on stage. Anyway, that's my story. Which comedian or comedians did you enjoy having at your club the most? <laughs> Great question, Ellie. Uh, there's been a lot of comedians and comedians that I've enjoyed having at the club. In fact, as the uh, club owner, I was also the booker. So pretty much if I didn't like you, you didn't get work at my club. <laughs> but... Uh, to be honest, there's always people that stand out. Uh, I had so many perf uh, famous and not-so-famous comics work my rooms, but some of the best have been uh, Dana Carvey. Uh, we got very close. He and his brother's band actually did a whole week at my club once. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, Larry Miller out of New York, I think, is one of the funniest guys ever to hit my stage. Uh, I was also one of the first clubs that Yakov Smirnov, famous Russian comic, got a chance to work. In fact, he barely spoke English, but he was a real treat to work with, and we're still friends. Uh, Harry Anderson from uh, Cheers and Night Court, uh, the famous uh, comic magician, was a terrific friend and a regular at the club. Uh, ventriloquist Jay Johnson. Um, I like the all the arts, not just stand-up comedy. So I would have ventriloquists, magicians. I even had a famous tap dancer once. But uh, it's all about entertaining the audience from a producer's point of view. And uh, the short answer is I can't list just one or two. The long answer is there's been all kinds of great talent, some not so famous. Steve Bruner is one of the best comics on the road still today, over 30, 30 years later. Uh, Kelly Monteith out of uh, England uh, worked for me. Uh, there's there's just been a tremendous amount of terrific talent, and uh, hopefully that gives your audience a little taste of who I had a chance to work with. I'm name-dropping right and left. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Uh, you may have heard of her, Ellen DeGeneres. Yes, she was actually a featured act at my club when she was just getting started, and uh, I think everyone's heard of her and her fame since. But uh, she had a chance to work my club. Oh, and then one last kind of fun story. Back in the early 80s, uh, a little unknown actor by the name of Tom Hanks was uh, had a TV show called Bosom Buddies, his first uh, televised uh, appearance as an actor. And he had to do a comic set. So uh, his friend and mine, Bob Saget, brought him up and... Tom Hanks worked my club for a week, and I helped him on the technique of uh, being a comic, how to use a mic and, and interact with the audience. And Bob Saget helped him write material. And uh, the set that he created at my club ended up on his TV show, Bosom Buddies. And then, of course, Tom Hanks kind of went on to fame and fortune, wouldn't you think? <laughs> how can people find more info about you on the Internet? 
Oh, thanks for asking, Ellie. Yeah, people, come to my uh, new website, scottscomedystuff.com. Oh, yeah, that's very fancy, scottscomedystuff.com. I've got a great um, online course that teaches about comedy and how to go from uh, amateur to professional. I've got a terrific uh, membership site where you can see all these comics that I talked about performing live on stage before they were famous. And you can always reach out to me. I'm a uh, professional consultant for comedians. And if you ever have any questions or advice, just contact me. I'm happy to share. We're all about supporting each other. But yeah, check out the website and my podcast, Stand Up Comedy, your host and MC, and you can hear some more great stories and interviews. Thanks for asking. Scott, do you have a joke to tell us, maybe? <laughs> well, good one. Uh, no, I don't tell jokes. Isn't that funny? Um, I know a dirty joke and a clean joke, and I save those for special occasions. But I personally was uh, not a comic. I was the producer, so I don't do joke jokes. However, I will say that uh, being on stage six nights a week for over 21 years, some people do think I'm funny, but it's more as an MC and interacting with an audience. And uh, sadly, I don't have a joke to share. But hey, listen to my podcast and you'll hear plenty of them. <laughs> Thank you, Scott Edwards. It was so awesome and insightful having you here on the show. The listeners and I learned a lot today, and we enjoyed your company. Thank you very much, sir. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much, Ellie. It's been great being on your podcast, and I hope that uh, some of the stories and names I shared uh, are were entertaining to your audience. I think what you're doing with your show is a lot of fun, and I wish you continued success. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. Everybody, uh, we'll see you out in podcast land, and thanks for listening, and keep listening to Ellie's show. Um, today on with Live with Ellie is one of the more proactive, fun podcasts out there, so uh, keep listening and keep enjoying. All right, thanks. Bye. And that's all for today, folks. Until next time, bye-bye.